I really have been trying to um, figure out like that success that comes from within because consistency is something that I value. You can't just take off your hat and say, okay, I'm no longer VP. Like it's all about how you operate and who you are at the core. And that's what I learned um, when going through that, through that program, like the success doesn't really mean anything if you don't ultimately know how to truly impact people in ways to where you're really serving. Um, And that's where I felt like I was like, okay, I don't think you have it right. Don't have it right. Um, And I began doing the work. Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, discover our unique gifts, and make a lasting impact on the world by connecting with our souls. I'm sharing with you all the wisdom and tools I've been taught on meditation, mindfulness, yoga, business, and spirituality. I'll be having conversations with other creative entrepreneurs who have manifested outward success by doing inner work. Success comes from within. Let's go on this expansive journey together. Hello, welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I am so thrilled when I get to have on guests and have these conversations because it is so exciting to hear other people's perspectives, especially when you find yourself in radical alignment with another person. It's just like magic coming through the the mixing of the energies, even through a Zoom call. And today you're going to get to hear just that, a beautiful alignment of energy between myself and Raquel Hopkins. She is such a luminous, luminous being. And I can't wait for you to just soak up all of the wisdom that she has to share in this episode. Um, funny story about how me and Raquel got together and why this is happening. I did a Instagram live and she must have watched it or, or caught it. And instead of sending me a DM or instead of commenting on the post, she found out my email and sent me an email telling me that she was resonating with some of the things that I was saying, and it's really in alignment with what she's been working on and what she's been writing about. She's publishing a book and that it would be cool to hop on a call and just chat for a little bit. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got that email. And I was so excited because that just doesn't really happen that often. Someone taking the time to send you an email to connect after resonating with something. And so immediately I responded and we hopped on a call and ended up talking for about an hour when both of our kids are at home running around in the background and we just really clicked. And a lot of the things that she teaches and shares from her experience are so similar to my belief systems and values, but we come from two very different worlds. Raquel is a life and leadership development coach and a change agent for purposeful and meaningful impact. She partners with individuals and business clients on removing barriers for greater success while pinpointing what success means and the limiting beliefs that we may have accepted that keep us from attaining further greatness. 
it's so cool to hear her perspective because she's a powerful black woman. And she also comes from corporate America. So she has a really unique perspective with over 10 years experience working in human resources and becoming the vice president of HR in a global organization. She has traveled all over the world and she has an MBA in international business from the University of St. Thomas. And she's currently pursuing her MS in mental health and clinical counseling. This woman is on fire. She attended Wharton School for Global Talent Management and became a certified professional coach, and it totally changed her life. And now she's on this new path of sharing her experiences, dissecting all of her own personal journey into really digestible and usable content. This woman is so inspirational. I cannot wait for you to listen to what she has to say. We cover topics like finding out what success means to you and how to find your connection with yourself so that you can overcome obstacles. We talk about um, some of her favorite things that she's experienced and the outcomes that have happened from turning inward and being able to um, reprogram her belief systems to be in alignment with the goals that she's setting. We also did something really cool that I've never done before. And I put myself in the hot seat. <laughs> it was kind of, I was a little bit vulnerable doing this, but it was my idea. So I guess, um, I did it to myself, but I asked Raquel if she would do a rapid coaching session with me live so that you could hear what it's like to be going through a coaching session with Raquel and me playing that role of being the person who's open to shifting my mindset. So I came to her with a specific question that I have been struggling with in my own life and asked her to help coach me through it. And through that process, it was really beautiful. We both had chills multiple times through this episode and both left in teary-eyed and really swollen hearts. So it was really, really cool to have that experience. And I hope that you'll find it valuable to hear what it's like to be really open um, during a coaching session so that you can actually achieve the breakthrough that you're looking for. Um, And it all has to, to do with coming from inside. So without further ado, check out episode 81 with Raquel Hopkins, Success is complicated. Hello, Raquel, and welcome to the Limitless Soul podcast. Hi, Kelly. I'm excited to be here. I am thrilled to have you on. I think it's so cool how our worlds started to mingle together. Um, I met Raquel through an email, which is so cool because who emails people anymore? I love it. I got an email from Raquel from an Instagram live and um, we started talking and hopped on a phone call and here we are now. Yep. I sent Kelly an email because our energies were vibing. Totally. It totally resonate with a lot that you were saying on that, on that live. Yeah. I love that. And um, it, it kind of shook me a little bit because normally you get a DM or like a response on a, you know, an Instagram post and to get like such a personal message through email, I think is really special. So anyone who's listening and you want to like really connect with someone, take a page from Raquel's book, shoot them an email, really connect. Um, 
Yeah. So we hopped on a phone call and halfway through, I was really disappointed in myself because I wished it was, I was recording it because it's so good. <laughs> yeah. So here we are. I got her, got her on the podcast. Um, so Raquel is, you have so many things. It's so exciting to talk to you because you are just like this dynamic, uh, exciting, well-rounded person. And we're going to have a lot of fun today. Um, but you're a VP, you've been a VP of human resources. I'm just going to rattle off some of your amazing accomplishments real quick here. World traveler. I love seeing all of your pictures like around the world is so cool. A mom, a wife, a life coach, an author of a new up and coming book we'll talk about a scholar. And now you're pursuing, I was just reading this, you're pursuing your MS in mental health and clinical counseling, which is very cool. <laughs> Um, so why don't you tell us Raquel a little bit about, um, some of your favorite things about yourself and a little bit about your journey. Um, so as, as Kelly mentioned, I'm Raquel Hopkins. I'm a life and leadership coach and I am the founder of, uh, the brand success is complicated and success is complicated. It's all about bringing, bringing a new meaning to what it means to win in life. Um, and through my business, RH Life Coaching, I empower high achievers um, to really sit down and figure out how to release the pressure and the weight of the world in the form of societal pressures or cultural norms so that you can really experience peace, joy, and, and, and happiness. Um, so my journey, Kelly, like I've been that hustler grind mode. Um, and I eventually felt myself just unfulfilled. Um, it didn't matter how much money I made. And I was like, what do I do next? Um, somebody recently asked me the other day, like, how did you come up with success is complicated? And I was like, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> you know, when you get in the flow and you're just thinking about things, I don't remember. I was trying to um, explain my purpose and my why on why I was starting my own coaching business. And I'm assuming I wrote success is complicated down. I reached out to somebody to trademark it and the rest is history. Um, and then just really wrapping my mind around like, what does that mean? Um, because we're all trying to, so here's what I'm obsessed with, right? Um, when it comes to success, like you want to be successful in all of your roles. So it's not narrowed down to just a position uh, when it relates to your career. Like you want to be successful in your marriage. You want to be successful as a mother. You want to be successful in your business. You want to be successful in whatever that career job is. Um, and even uh, one of the things that I've been on lately is my relationship with God. Like I want to define what does success look like in that um, as well. So it's rewriting the narratives and challenging old beliefs about what success means and making sure that it really fits to you because most of us um, have a set of core belief and core beliefs and habits that don't necessarily align with what we truly value as individuals. So I am just obsessed with talking about life in general, adulting, uh, and just overall success because people are striving and, and trying to arrive at something every day. And I want to be the person to be able to help you arrive because the arriving is in, in the moment. It's in today. Like now is all there ever is. And, um, 
I like to meet people where they are and then just challenging things. I, I get a kick out of it. I learn a lot from working with people. So I'm just excited. And that's why when I was listening to your podcast, I was like, this is good. And just listening to your perspective as a hairstylist um, and being this creative entrepreneur, what really stood out to me was two very different worlds. Uh, when you talk about me being in the corporate world and you as a um, a hairdresser and having your business, like the burnout is still the same. Yeah. You and I, there's no difference really. The only thing that's different is you chose one path and I chose a different path. But when you start talking about the hours and um, the amount of time that you spend, the things that you put on the back burner in order to to still do your career. Um, we're all striving for the same things. And I think that that end goal is a sense of contentment where you can really feel peace, joy, and happiness. Hmm. Yeah. And I love that your your brand is called Success is Complicated. And I was thinking about that and like, it's it's like such a great like poster for that inner work because when you try to explain success to someone it's like where do i start here <laughs> um but like what success is the true 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 meaning of success and this is where i was like oh my gosh we have so much in common the way that our brains work in this in this way is so aligned because as a high achiever, as we both are, very goal-oriented, pushing ourselves in in multiple ways. I want to be the best mother I can be. I want to be the best mom, wife. I want to be the best hairdresser. And for a long time, that meant physical manifestations, accolades, uh, you know, rewards, praise, things like that. And when I boiled it down and really started to feel like, well, if that's success, why do I feel exhausted? And why do I feel lack? What's missing? And this podcast is a spiritual podcast. I was like trying to figure out what category does this podcast go under? (laughs) Because I love talking to creative entrepreneurs. I love talking to people who are in business because it gets me really excited to see the, the inner and outer worlds collide and that physical manifestation of success, meaning, wow, you're publishing a book right now and you're building this amazing company and you've traveled the world and you have all of these I was looking at your email and it's like Raquel Hopkins and it's like, I don't even know what some of these titles are, but it's amazing. I'm like, she is like doing some stuff. (laughs) And to also get to know the person behind that and feel the energy behind that, that is so joyful and grateful and present. That's what people are looking for. Not getting to the top of the mountain so that they can show everyone, but getting there so that they can show that you can feel great while um, doing something that's so much bigger than yourself. And that's why it's so complicated (laughs) because it's not seen. Right. It's something that's truly felt. Mm -hmm. I like that. So that's your description of what success is complicated means. And that's one of the things like, you know, success is complicated. It means one thing for me. Um, And what I'm hoping is, is that everybody gravitates to that and do exactly what you did. Figure out like what 
does that statement even mean? Like, what does it mean for me to win in life once I start breaking down the barriers of um, what people have said success really is? So I like that, Kelly. Yeah. And spirit, like creating this podcast and putting it under the category of spirituality, because I was like, does it go under business? Does it go under spirituality? Because the people that I want to talk to in interview, I want to talk to people who've achieved outer success by doing inner work by getting to this place of like, where people look at you and you're like, wow, I want to do what she's doing. Or wow, I am so inspired by the things that you've done. And you have this internal light shining the whole way. And so I I decided to put it under spirituality because I was like, there's no way that I can just put this under business because I feel like spirituality and business are so intertwined in the way that I would define success. Right. Because spirituality is all about what you believe. What do you believe to be true about the world? Mm -hmm. And um, what I like to tell people is whatever you believe to be true about the world is what you believe to be true about yourself, too, which is why I'm always saying challenge those beliefs, like really, really challenge. And there's so many. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, When I'm on Instagram or any social media platforms, I see a lot of different beliefs and Um, I'm always like challenging myself to like, do you believe that? So, okay, if you believe that, what do you believe about yourself? What does that mean that you um, you're deserving of? And, you know, like that grind culture uh, that we were talking about earlier, just working hard to the point where you get to feeling unfulfilled or trying to figure out what's next. Um, I think that on the other side of that, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure out like how do I put this into into uh, perspective because um, oftentimes we think that something is going to change right without recognizing that it's an internal change. So even for me, when I decided to go on this journey and just like you know, there, there has to be something greater. Um, I struggled with what would be greater than the position that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, and just like, what does that even look like? So when I started this life coaching program, it was like a nine month program, uh, Kelly. And just being that high achiever and having this goal of, I attended the program just thinking that, teach me the tools and give me the tools that I need in order to be uh, an effective coach. And I can remember before the program had even started, they gave us this document and the document um, had a list of questions just asking you about certain beliefs. Um, one that I can remember is religion and spirituality. And it was like, so what do you think about religion? And I was like, um, am I going to tell the truth here or <laughs> am I going to lie? Like, you know, what am I going to do here? And I was like, mm, I think religion is great. We all need religion. And then another question is, what did you believe about religion when you were a child? I'm like, oh, my gosh, like (laughs) I I didn't sign up for this. Right. Because I wanted to be in control and I wanted to control the process. And then when we got to the spirituality part, um, I realized that I didn't know what spirituality meant. Um, I had an idea of what religion meant because I grew up in a household where um, religion was just forced down your your throat. So I never um, really learn what religion meant on my own. And the older that I got, I just strayed away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and at going throughout this program, a lot of the beliefs 
my belief system started to be challenged. Like if I wanted to be an effective coach, I had to really take a look like inside of me in order for me to evolve and transform because um, I didn't know as much as I thought I had knew. Um, so there, there started to be a shift and then the shift started to occur even in my belief of, I think the first thing that I noticed was how do I lead as the VP of HR? Um, and that weight of being the boss and feeling like that you have to make all the right answers, you have to make all the calls. If your team member makes a mistake, it's on you. And, you know, I have to protect myself by any means necessary. Um, and, and in the process now, I'm going through this program and I'm like, well, is this really true? Um, is there ever really a right way to do it? Am I adding undue pressure, undue burdens on myself, which is why I say learning how to put, release that weight and pressure that you get from the world because nobody's applying this pressure to me, Kelly. I'm applying all of this pressure to myself. Um, So it helped me become a better leader. And then I remember this concept that everybody is a leader and I'm like, "Mm, not really. (laughs) And then they're like, well, you are like, if you have some type of influence, you are a leader. And and I think about my son, he's, he's five years old and he has younger cousins. Um, he instantly gets into lead mode, like, you know, taking charge and, and, and wanting to show his cousins the way. Right. And I'm assuming that your, your children do the same thing. So oh, yeah. not even recognizing that in all of these roles that we play, you are, in the, you are a leader. Um, I laughed often because, um, when, when, whenever I would get home, um, you know, my boss title came with me and my husband's like, you're not at your job. (laughs) 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 So I really have been trying to, um, figure out like that success that comes from within because consistency is something that I value. Um, you can't just take off your hat and say, okay, I'm no longer VP. Like it's all about how you operate and who you are at the core. And that's what I learned um, when going through that, through that program, like the success doesn't really mean anything if you don't ultimately know how to truly impact people in ways to where you're really serving. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I felt like I was like, okay, I don't think you have it right. Mm-hmm. Don't have it right. Um and I began doing the work. Yeah. Do you think that maybe sometimes people shy away from digging into that, that work of figuring out your beliefs? This is something that, I mean, over the last, what, since March, I was off work for three months. It's a lot of time to just sit with yourself and like start looking at your mind and what do I believe in and what am I valuing? And um, I realized that some of the things that I was starting to form beliefs around weren't what I was raised with or weren't what I had always been around in my immediate reality, you know, family units and, and communities and things like that. I'm starting to question things and think things a little differently. Um, but when we do that, sometimes it's so vulnerable to express it and be like, I believe this. And you feel almost naked, like, whoa, like what if people don't believe the same thing? And, or what if, um, I'm judged for being different or thinking differently, you know, like my family's pretty, like I'm into crystals and meditation and yoga and like this very free thinking. And they're like, what, 
you know? <laughs> and at first it was like super vulnerable. You kind of want to stay hidden. You kind of want to stay like you, even though you believe it, you want to keep it to yourself. And I don't, I'm not sure exactly when it changed and I stopped caring um, about what other people thought, but something cracked open and it's like, I don't care if people believe the same thing as I do, I need to share what I believe. And um, I think I feel like a lot of people get stuck there. It's like they start to form these new belief systems and think for themselves instead of being programmed by the outside world, however they were raised, whatever. Um, but then they get blocked and it's like, well, how do I get that out? How do I feel comfortable and confident to share this? How do I express myself in a way that feels um, true to myself, but also grounded in um, this confidence that's no matter what happens, I'm going to do it anyway. Simple answer. You stopped caring because you became. You became whatever those beliefs were. Mm. It's that simple. And that's the challenge. When we're looking at new beliefs, I think that people you, you just think it and you have your moments where you 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 do meaning that okay I'm going to operate in this belief versus truly transitioning into becoming whatever that is that you really believe in and when you believe in it granted you don't really care what anybody else is thinking because your focus isn't even there anymore mm -hmm. so when you become it it doesn't really matter anymore and that's the difference between being and doing mm -hmm. That's really good. So getting into a place where you trust whatever it is you believe yep. instead of doubting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people start to get to that place, especially when they are high achievers and they start to maybe pivot. Like I went from talking to only hairdressers, being only in the beauty industry. And I'm like, I want to talk to more people. I want to do this, but I didn't really necessarily believe that I could because I didn't know how. I had a limiting belief that I didn't know how mm -hmm. to talk to people who weren't hairdressers. Like I'm talking to you right now and you're not a hairdresser, but it became it, some at some place it became easy um, because of my core values and my belief systems got so, so ingrained in me that it didn't matter what my career was. It didn't matter what my job was. It didn't matter what, um, you know, any of these identifications in the physical world really were, as long as the inside was really solid. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, and then and it I- It makes me think, are we really that different as people? Yeah. yeah. Are we really that different? I believe we all want the same things, but it's those those labels um, that we have gotten attached to. Even a high achiever, it's a label. Mm -hmm. um, and I use it because a lot of people can identify with it, but labeling yourself as a high achiever, that alone comes with a lot of weight. Like mm -hmm. if your statement is, I am a high achiever, followed with, and because I am a high achiever, this is what it, what's expected of me. Mm. Yeah, getting like even deeper. And I feel like that is something that keeps coming up in my my own journey. And then people that I've worked with and talked to and had the privilege of 
um, of meeting and learning from is that it's this deepening constantly. And if, as soon as you stop doing that, you get stuck, get kind of complacent. Right. And I think that that's what for high achievers, like for me, that would mean like, I'm always willing to be open to more. I'm always willing to receive or give more. Um, and it's not like this lack mentality of like, here I am and that's it and I'm done and I've met this plateau um, because as soon as you get to that place, it's like, I feel like something stops, something, something stops flowing, yeah. whatever that is. Everything attached to nothing. So while I identify with being a high achiever, I recognize that that's only a part of me. But the definition that I uh, give to being a high achiever doesn't necessarily mean that I have to work five days a week, 12 hour shifts or whatever that mm. is working on Saturdays and Sundays. But that's something that's at your core. It had to uh, evolve and transition over time because you now have a new definition only because you've done the work. Mm. Mm. And, and you're I want probably accomplishing way more today than you did when you were that other high achiever. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting to look back at your past self. Maybe even you have had this experience looking back at yourself as becoming VP of human resources. And you might have been like, wow, like, holy crap, I'm here. And looking at yourself and now being like, I'm publishing a book and I'm working with people and my soul is on fire. And I'm just like living in my purpose and looking back at the old you and how you maybe you thought that same thing back there and how much more rich it got. I'm going to tell you one of the silliest things I've ever done. And it wasn't until a year ago because my job, I travel um, to really nice places and then to in with uh, in these contingency areas and I've been traveling to Afghanistan since 2011, right? What was it? Um, 2019, I believe. I was like, why do you still go to Afghanistan? Like, you don't have to. Your team is much larger. Been there, done that type of thing. And I remember I was traveling to Afghanistan only to prove a point. One, as a woman, I don't want to be the one in the company that's singing that, um, I'm afraid to to go into a dangerous place, right? So I was like, well, I'm putting big girl panties on and I'll go to Afghanistan. Um, and I remember having my son and I was like, well, it's time to go to Afghanistan again because I got to prove that um, although I'm a mom, it still doesn't mean that I'm not willing to do the things that I was willing to do before. And then I got to one to to, to a place and I was like, for what? Mm. Like, what are you proving? What do you have to prove at this point? Like, You've arrived, everything that you, you've wanted to accomplish. And I can remember the last time that I went into Afghanistan and um, you know, there were a couple rockets. <laughs> I was like, this is the silliest thing that you've done mm. in a long time. But a lot of it was um, driven by force. And what I've learned as a leader, just in general, anything done by force is not sustainable. Like you were saying, like being able to allow things to flow is so important. Like when I tell you, Kelly, I don't know how I wrote a book. I don't. 
don't. It was not like I didn't create a vision board and say, I want to be an author. I want to write a book. Um, I just started writing um, about like success and some of the things that I had seen and some of the things that I had experienced. And I'll say, maybe I can turn this into a book. But like, you know how we always have like a story and that's the difference now because when you were talking about like branding and marketing, um, you know, storytelling is very important in, in order for you to be able to connect with your audience. But I'm finding that the more in the flow that I am, I don't remember things mm-hmm. because it's I'm just like passionate about whatever I'm doing. Like you create from a space um, that allows you to just be. So I don't even know how I'm doing some of the things that I'm doing, but I know that I don't feel the same thing that I felt when I was working up the corporate ladder. Mm. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe that's for you. Yeah. Maybe I'm, that's for later. Yeah. yeah. Maybe like at being so in the present moment, you're not able to share like right then the, the unfolding of it all. But later on, maybe a year from now, you look back at, the time where you wrote a book and you didn't remember how you did it, but now you unpack it and you're like, oh, I was doing this thing, this thing, this thing. These are the things I was into. These are the things I shifted. And, you know, that becomes a whole nother story. It becomes a whole nother extraction of like lessons and experiences that can be really impactful for other people because you realized how in the moment you were, how flowing you were. But again, it's like not physical expressions. It's not like this step, that step, A, B, C, do this thing, do that thing. It's a, sh- it's, it's a becoming, like you were saying, it's becoming so enthralled with the present moment that that stuff doesn't matter. And I wanted to touch on this one thing before we jump into this next part um, that I was listening to your interview yesterday about self-care is not a commodity with Ashley um, Cockrell. And you said something so profound because she said, um, you guys are talking about self-care and she said, you can't pour from an empty cup. And you, I just saw your face shift and everything just like moved. And I'm like, what is she about to say? Cause you were like gearing up to like, <laughs> and you said, you can't pour from an empty cup because you're never empty. And I like I have goosebumps just saying it out loud because it really hit me in a way that I'm not sure how to explain it, but I was like, whoa, whoa. And and just to hear you challenge that that affirmation of you can't pour from an empty cup and you challenging that and saying, you are what if you're never empty? Like what does that mean? Can you can you just talk about that a little bit, expand on that and how how you've come to understand it and, and integrate that message? I guess the, the, the first thing is um, thinking that you can't pour from an empty cup, right? Um, to me, it's a form of lack. Today, I don't lack anything. Um, and when you start thinking about self-care, a lot of people will say, um, you know, they, they, they give that, that quote, you can't pour from an empty cup. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that you need to rest? You need to recharge? What does it really look? Because I don't really, it's, it's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I just feel like God, the source in the universe is always giving. So how could you possibly be empty? Like there are so many good things that are already inside of you um, that so many of us don't, that we're not willing to sit with today. Um, and there's another quote that goes in line with that, like get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like, I don't believe in that. Now, I don't, that doesn't mean that I don't have goals and I'm not trying to challenge and, and further myself. Right. But get comfortable with being comfortable. There's so much that you can sit in today to, to, to just help you evolve and transform as a person and, it's, it's exactly that, those old beliefs or those core beliefs that guide your decision making. So I'm just thinking, like, if you're if you're thinking that I can't pour from an empty cup, you start moving uh, by force. It's done by force. Like, it's just like as a as a mom, we're both moms and um, we all talk about like me time and how important that me time is. Well, if you love yourself and you value the relationship that you have with your children, it starts becoming a part of your being. So you're never really empty because you're doing whatever it is that you need to do in order to take care of yourself, in order to take care of others. So I just, I just, I just have a hard time, right? Like I just cannot, I can't even use the statement anymore. Like I just, I'm not empty. I'm filled with so much like grace and love and kindness and compassion. Like, uh, and I can always pour that into somebody else. Like I just, I just can't use the statement anymore. Um, like yeah. empty. Like it's just, I don't even like the word like empty. Like I'm full. Like I, I am full at all times. Yeah. I am whole. And those words are, and it's so interesting. Just even thinking about some of these like pop culture statements that float around and how we all attach to them and then start using them a little bit unconsciously because it sounds like it's a good idea, but really our words are the most powerful vibrational frequency. So speaking something into existence, we are actively manifesting that into our lives and we don't know how it's going to show up. Yes. But yeah. um, that that words of affirmation and being really meticulous, and this is something I teach on a lot in my my own mentoring is being so specific about the words that we're using because things like get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You're affirming that it's going to be uncomfortable. What do we associate uncomfortable with is pain and suffering. <laughs> and so like, I love that you say get comfortable with being comfortable because once you do surrender and once you do allow source, God, energy, universe to work through you, knowing that your cup can never be empty. Goosebumps over here, Woo! Kelly. <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. Knowing that you're not going to be empty, you you just trust so much more that there's going to be miracles unfolding, that you're going to be able to write a book that you don't even know how to, to do. You're going to be able to create um, something that's sustainable and profitable and beneficial and beautiful for so many more people than you can imagine. But you can't do that if you don't allow something much bigger to flow through you. So I just, I just thought that was so good. And you gave me goosebumps and then now we're just goosebumping all over. <laughs> but 
that uh, that just really struck me because that's something that I have said. And I was like, whoa, like I didn't even realize how actually um, limiting that statement is or, you know, some of those things that we just say um, unconsciously and and then wonder, like, why do I feel like I'm empty? Why do I feel like I need alone time? Why do I feel like I need to run away and have a vacation? And um unpacking that like we're saying like just deepening and deepening and deepening those things with these questions really um uncovers surprises where you're like oh it's just really all inside my mind and uh, mm -hmm. yeah cool okay so i wanted to do this little fun thing just a couple minutes but i wanted to do like this little rapid coaching session with you because i wrote down a question that i would ask you <laughs> And it really is a real question. <laughs> if I was coming to you, Raquel, for guidance, be my life coach, help me out. I love what you're doing. I admire you. You inspire me. And this is this is what I'm struggling with. And you get on the phone with me and you're like, okay, so tell me what's what are where are we starting with? Tell me your story, what's going on. So I wanted to to share with you my question and have you give it to me just give it all right let's go. bring it on okay um so i wrote it all down organized. okay so i'm a person coming to you looking for your guidance but i'm f finding myself i'm doing all the things and checking off all the boxes um things are growing and I start getting attention, I start getting engagement, I start getting clients. And I know that I can keep expanding more and more, but I start getting afraid of success, start getting afraid of the bigness, start getting afraid of the attention and worry that I'll fall into old habits of being overwhelmed and overworked and burnt out because I know that what comes next is so much bigger. There's more money involved. There's more pieces involved. There's more leadership involved and delegating involved. And it starts to feel overwhelming. And you kind of just want to stay. I kind of just want to stay where I am sometimes. Um, but I also have this craving to be bigger and shine brighter and do it. Um, but it becomes kind of crippling feeling like it's going to be too big and overwhelming. And I won't have my peace and I won't have my um time so what would you what would you say to that so it sounds like um you know that you're capable of of doing more like there's there's more that the universe or source of god is is offering you um and just based off of your past life um you know, once I, if, if I understand you correctly, you build up your business, your hair business, and that came with a certain amount of pressure. And now you've found something that, that ignites you, like it lights your soul up. Um, and people are starting to recognize it and you're being pulled in a different direction. Um, and being pulled in that direction means that you have to also make a few decisions. What did I do now with being a hairstylist? Um, 
And now how do I give attention to what really feeds my soul and merging those two worlds together? My question to you, Kelly, would be, why do you feel that you would operate in the same space that you've operated in the past? Because I feel like I don't have organization in a way that feels structurally fluid. And so I feel like I'm always doing so much and I don't have enough structure and boundaries um, in my work, you know, like doing a podcast and doing coaching and having a membership and having all of the things, anything more than that feels overwhelming um, because control, <laughs> because I want to do it all myself. And I think that, um, letting some things go to other people feels stressful because I feel like I'm the only one who can do it right. <laughs> so I would challenge that only because okay. I know that you're creative you enjoy being able to just create. And what I've learned from talking to you today is you want to be able to be in the flow. So is it that you don't mind trusting or is it that this new world of you, it's uncomfortable, it is unknown, and does it require me to move out of the creative space, which is where your concern comes from with being organized and structured? Yeah, I think it's a fear of losing the creativity and the excitement of um, being expressive and creative in exchange for having to be structured and rules and um, like businessy back end <laughs> stuff. And I think that I'm very resistant to that. And I don't know how to, to navigate that and still honor my create, creative flow because that's where I shine. Mm -hmm. So with getting to where you are today, um, you've been able to get this attention by being, for lack of a better term, by being unstructured going with the flow, mm -hmm. organized. Totally hairdresser vibes. <laughs> right. By being all of those things, um, it is still giving you the platform to where you're getting additional attention, right? People want to know. They want to hear more from you. Um, I'm just curious, when you think about it from that perspective, I've done everything my way, minus the rules, what does it look like for me? Or am I really just in my head? I think it's definitely in my head. Um, and there's like this, I think it's, it is control, but it's a control of my doing things my way. And to get into a place where I can be creative and I can just play that role um, means I have to have the confidence in myself that it's going to work out because I'll have to invest in ha having other people do things for me instead of just doing it all myself. And I know that that's what has to happen. 
<laughs> but there's something within me that's like hanging on to that next hanging on to where I'm at instead of allowing myself to get to that next level of growth, even though I'm feeling the growth happening at the same time. It's like, I feel like I'm, I'm swimming up a waterfall. <laughs> like instead of just letting the waterfall take me down and take me down the river and it's going to be beautiful, um, where I land. And, uh, so yeah, that's where I'm kind of, that's where I'm stuck a little bit. You know, it's it's perfectly normal that you would feel the way that you're feeling just based off of change. Like change is constant, whether we want it or not. Um, I'm assuming that when you started this program, and correct me if I'm wrong, when you started the Limitless uh, podcast and just being able to speak to other creative entrepreneurs, like you didn't even have the vision that you had today. You were just doing, just being. Yeah, 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 you're right. And now it's starting to feel like a little bit of do. Um, but at the same time, it's still being like, I found you and, and, you know, just like things are definitely flowing in a way that is bigger and better than I could imagine. Um, it's just, um, there's that looming element in the background of like, if this keeps getting bigger at this pace, can I take care of myself still? Can I still be well? with that much attention without using those negative words of affirmation of like, I don't want attention. I don't want to be, you know, you know, um, so big, or I don't want to have all of this stuff because it's not true. I don't care that I do, but I, I say that because I fear the loss of my peace. Mm. At the same time, I know it's not true. So maybe I just need to shift it around. So what is true? That I'm limitless and that I'll be provided for and that everything is going to work out bigger and better and more beautiful than I can imagine. If I just allow it to. Did we just get somewhere? <laughs> okay. That's like sorcery. What just happened? <laughs> that was a coaching session. That was good. <laughs> How do you feel? Ooh, I feel good. I feel like I'm going to cry. Um, I did too. I didn't want to say anything, but I, I did. Yeah, that was I really did. good. I did. I it's, did. Oh, okay. End scene. Wow. Yeah, that's really good. And um, you know, even just getting into that zone, thank you for doing that and, and being open to that sharing. I wanted people to kind of hear what it would be like to have an experience of what coaching is like and what it's like to allow yourself to let your guard down for a minute, allow yourself to not try to come up with the exact answer before someone's done talking and just listen and be open to the questions and then vulnerably express from a place of um, what's really feeling for you. Um, because that's where that breakthrough happens. And that's where those things come through because the fact that you said you are never empty and you can always feel comfortable is what just happened is that you start to have that remembering, that realization, that returning to the truth that you have everything you need, that everything is there. And sometimes it takes someone like you, uh, to, 
to pull that out and just to remember. And it's a constant, it's a constant um, practice Mm -hmm. to keep doing it. And the bigger that you get and the more that you take on and the more you expand, you have to have that accountability and have to have people or things or um, practices or structure in place to hold you to that level of success that you're entering into. So thank Mm -hmm. you so much for for coaching me because that was really fun. I saw and also I'm sweating. What is she going to say? Like, are you going to say anything? <laughs> Truth is, the answers are already inside. We just, you know, we have people that are put in this world to be able to 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 do the jobs in order to help us evolve and transform into into the next level. My job is to truly listen to what it is that you're saying, what it is that you're not saying, try and distinguish between true and truth so that you can ultimately find those answers for yourself. Brilliant. You're amazing. Thank you. You are too. Okay. So this last little segment that we're going to do is called boil it down. And I'm going to ask you five questions to close this out. And I want you to just you know, feel into your heart space and just respond with a one word answer. So the first okay. thing that comes to you. Okay. Ready? Okay. All right. What does it feel like to align with your purpose? Joy. With everything going on in the world right now, what is your highest vision for the future? Contentment. Being a woman who wears many hats, wife, mother, author, coach, what is your advice to others seeking this level of success? Your way. Describe the way you view yourself. Oh. When you are gone, what do you hope gets carried on from your life's work? Impact. Serve. Beautiful. I love that. Isn't that sweet? Uh, That was nice. Yeah, it it does something. It does something Mm -hmm. in there. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Raquel, for being here today, for sharing your beautiful wisdom, your story, your journey, um, your brilliant mind. I'm so thankful to have met you, and I can't wait to see what unfolds for you. I can't wait to buy your book. I can't wait to read it. Um, I'm going to put all of your links where everyone can find Raquel's work, where her life coaching is, her pre-ordering her book, um, all down below in the show notes. So you should definitely check it out. Again, Kelly, thank you for responding to that email um, and just being open to, to anything because you were open. We were able to connect and I am forever grateful for that. Um, I'm excited. I still have goosebumps. I feel like I want to cry. This was good. It was good because it, 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 it wasn't planned per se. Like we planned to, to have a conversation and get on this podcast and we just showed up. Mm-hmm. That's how I like it. Mm-hmm. Just show up, throw yep. the rules out the window see what happens which is why we have you have you don't have anything to worry about when it comes to all of the extra attention that you're getting 
people like you just the way you are. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you have a lovely day and I will talk to you soon. And I All cannot right. wait for everyone to hear this. Let us know what you think. Share it in your Instagram stories. Take a screenshot of yourself listening to it. Tag Raquel, tag myself. And um, yeah, let's chat. Bye. <laughs>